0: What is the basic foundational principle of Sanatana Dharma laid out in Gita? Of course, there will be many versions, but the one that I like the most is that uh, there are two particular shlokas which I always recite. To lay out the basic foundational principle. And that agrees actually basic with the, the Ishavas, Vasa, uh, the Isha Upanishad. That uh, first verse of uh, Isha Upanishad that it says that Isha Vasa Sarvam Yatkin Chagattyam Jatkin. So Krishna says, uh, Samoham sarva Sarvabhuteshu Samoham Sarvabhuteshu Na Medveshvaste Na Priya if you compare it with uh, the uh, Islamic uh, principles it is totally different. Because here what is what is saying that I am equal in all beings. All beings. Not just human beings. I am equally present in all beings. Na na priya. Neither I dislike anyone nor do I Love anyone. Similarly, there is again <coughs> another one in the similar way. Let's say, Samam Sarveshu Bhuteshu Tishtantam Parameshwaram. That Parameshwar resides equally in all beings. Again, all beings, not just human beings. Parameshwar resides. Equally in all beings, Samam Sarveshu Bhuteshu Tishtantam Parameshwaram Vinashyatsu Avinashyantam Yahapashyati Sapashyati. That who sees the indestructible, indestructible, he is the one who actually sees. So these are the, according to me, the foundational ideology of Sanatana Dharma, the Ahinsa Paramo Dharma, it occurs in Mahabharata. But where does it occur? Anyone? It occurs in Parva, after the war is over. After the war is over, and uh, everyone has gone to Bhishma to uh, get the lessons from him. It is at that time Ahinsa Paramodharma occurs and why Ahinsa dharma does not occur before the war is that uh, Hinsa and Ahinsa is, they are facets of your Manas and Chit. Hinsa and Ahinsa are not facets of your action. So, if you are doing something, to kill your enemy who has mounted an unjust war on you and you do it with the attitude sukdukkham samayikrtva labha labho jaya jeo, then that you are not committing hinsa at the level of your manas and chit that is the kind of Hinsa or Ahinsa, the differentiation that has been made throughout Mahabharata. If you read my book, I have tried to make it simpler for people. and I have said that Kriya and Karma, that your Kriya is not the same as your Karma. That your Kriya is your apparent action, but the Karma is that uh, mental state behind that action. And I always give this simple example. I say that you go, you you go to a temple. Today is hai, Today, Hanumanji, kya jana hai? And you go there, Hanumanji. And there, you see somebody. You you see your rival. And then you go to Hanumanji and you pray to him. So apparently, everybody is saying that he is a big devotee. He is a ki is doing puja. He He is doing all But you are telling Anmanji, Hanumanji, this ko jo hai na, its ka ilaaj kardena to now this is the difference between your kriya and karma your apparent kriya is that you are doing a puja you are doing a worship everybody thinks that this man is very very pious and but there is hinsa in your mind that is your karma ultimately your karma the fruit of your karma will be of your mental state, not of your apparent action. So that is where you have to distinguish between Hinsa and Ahinsa. There is a very, very nice, what is called Upakhyan, a story in Mahabharata. It is mentioned by my good friend Sandeep Balakrishna in his books, 70 years of secularism and that is called the kanik Upakhyana. so before the lakshagraha incident i think most people here sitting here would know the lakshagraha incident before the lakshagraha incident a guy called kanik is brought by shakuni to Duryodhan and this kanik teaches duryodhan and shakuni that look dharma adharma is not important what is important is the expansion of your empire and territory so that's not very different from the idea of the old uh, that classical pakistan and uh, all kind of uh, deceit and treachery is allowed so Ryodhana and Shakuni, they have always been finding Dhritarashtra to be a bit reluctant. So they, they take this Kanik guy to Dhritarashtra and then Kanik very beautifully explains the nuances of empire building and why it is important and why it is a proper Kshatriya dharma to expand your empire without any regard for such tender considerations like dharma and all. And uh, Dhritarashtra acquises, he agrees, Dhritarashtra is a very interesting character in Mahabharata. The the first instance of uh, Vasudaya Kottambakam is in Mahopanishad and in Mahopanishad it uh, occurs in a very very spiritual temporal kind of a situation where you are uh, Expanding the highest consciousness into the highest realms of cosmos and it is in that context that uh, that particular shloka occurs in Mahopanishan, ayam The word is chetasam chetana, chetana is consciousness. Chetna is not your uh, uh, everyday routine. So, Ganadam lagu chet Sam Charita naam Tu Putamukam. This comes from Mahopanishad. Now, what happened even in the older times that people started quoting this to their rivals and kind of dis- started disarming them. Okay, look, this is the um, old saying from Mahopanishad, it comes from an Upanishad. We, you must follow them. And once the opponent or the rival becomes disarmed, then they come with full force. And conquer him. So, what happened was that uh, in Hitho Pradesh, a commentary was written on this particular phenomenon and that actually explains what this should actually be read as. This is a story, I'll just narrate this story briefly. It says that there was a jackal and there was a deer i forget the name what was the, i think the call was shudrabuddhi and uh, the the deer was Chitranga or ch- some, somewhere it is written as chitrangad and there was a crow which is called subuddhi these are the characters there in that so subuddhi shudrabuddhi and chitrangad these are the three main characters in that story and um, this chitrangad is uh, living happily in a forest And uh, he's got Subuddhi for company. And this uh, Shudra Buddhi, he saunters over to his place and looks at this deer and he starts craving for his meat. Look, this this deer is very healthy and I must somehow get to bury my teeth into his flesh. How to do it? Because if I try, he will run away. He's very fast. How to do it? So he goes to the deer and tells him, look friend, I have come from outside and uh, I need a place to stay. Why don't you give me shelter? Now the deer, of course, is an animal of the forest. He does know his way about and he does know a few things about you. So he tells him, hey, look, I know your kind and I'm not going to get into this trap. You, you just get lost from here. Uh, this fellow he says, So he recites this shlok to the deer. I am not going to be here. This poor deer, Shlok is not going to be here. Yes, you are not know, going to to Puts a few caveats. I hope you will not uh, do mischief. No, no. You are to sanskrit ka ho. Sab janta ho, Shastra vasana. No chance. Uh, he says, ki, okay, I am, I am very impressed. I you, if that is reading today, then we impressed. You not you so he takes him to his uh, place where he lives, he lives in the uh, little cave and there's a t- uh, tree there where Subuddhi, that crow, he lives in, Subuddhi sees this fellow you know, coming with the uh, this Shudra Buddhi, the jacob, and he tells him what the hell are you doing, what are doing? He no, no, you don't know this. Chakwal is not an ordinary one, he recites shlokas, he knows shastras. No way, I think you are wrong and you don't understand because you don't understand shlokas and I understand these shastras. So I know that this fellow, what he is saying is absolutely true, is shastra sammat. What is the word you use? Shastra sammat baat kar rai. What can the crow do? This fellow is bent on uh, committing suicide. And uh, he even narrates a story to him. Within this story, there is another story. I'll leave that. That story is uh, <coughs> regarding uh, an eagle who's become old and and a cat comes and deceives him, something to that effect. But this guy is adamant. Okay, no. But be on your guard. I am also watching all that. And ultimately, as you would expect, the jackal what he does is that he lures him into a trap, and when uh, he gets trapped at a farmer's uh, field and he sits there salivating and this guy is now going to starve out and die and then I will have my feast. The deer finds him s- sitting nearby and he tells him, ki, good yaar, you come, uh, you use your sharp teeth." And uh, you please cut out this leather net and free me. I am very happy that you are here. He said that it is like that I am fast. Today Raviwar Today I am fast. I cannot touch this leather. So you please wait until tomorrow. Then I will cut this net and free you. Of course, that crow did not find the deer coming back at the uh, at his routine times. So he went around and he found this guy trapped. And then they worked out some kind of a scheme by which the crow was able to free the deer, and uh, the jackal got killed. This is how Hitopanishad explains vasudhaiva kutumbakam so whenever somebody throws vasudhaiva kutumbakam at you please feel empowered and use this hitopadesha story